women, we share some of the same personal traits, such as empathy and strength. Women of reflection, all women are unified as warriors. We celebrate, embrace a sisterhood of strong, divine women. We are warriors. Hello, warriors. Welcome. And we are getting closer to our new year. So everyone, I hope you're prepared. I hope you're safe. It is the end, finally, of our 31-day winter challenge. Our personal growth challenge has come to an end. And if you haven't tuned into our other episodes, you would know we touch topics on self-awareness, self-worth, self-care. And now we end it with self-love. Today we have a guest co-host, Gia, and she is a woman of many things. Before I introduce and get into more about my guest co-host, I would like to start this podcast with our warrior prayer. So near and far, join us. Lord, we may not understand the things that are going on around us, but we choose to praise you despite the circumstance. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our gracious Lord who loves us and always here to protect us no matter what. God, I ask that you fill us with just self-compassion, self-love, self-esteem, self-awareness, God, and just remind us that self-care isn't selfish, God. I ask that you continue to pour growth in us, God. Remind us that personal growth is something that we need for better, God. I ask that you just begin to give us guidance, God, when situations are going in the wrong direction. Guide us always towards a patient heart when things don't turn out our way. God, we thank you, God, for just giving us the spirit of love, God, and help us to encourage that loving ourselves is the first step. Thank you for what you're doing and all you're going to do. Amen. So I would like to introduce our guest, Gia, and I'm so honored to have you here because Gia is a woman who is really doing it, guys. She is the woman for everything. She is the founder of G7 Agency. She is the CEO of Infinite 7. She is the co-founder of Be a Badass Society, the CEO of Blue Carpet Experience, and the CEO of On the Run Eats Grab and Go. OMG. Words, I just want to let you know that Gia sets the bar high for women all around to know that we can do it all. She is a business consultant, a life coach, a modeling coordinator, and Gia began her work in fashion 15 years ago. With her creativity and execution, she coordinated 49 fashion shows for college and universities such as Nassau Community College, NYIT, and Hofstra. One of her greatest gifts was teaching her students to push hard, dig deep to find confidence that she already saw in them. Gia is a creative soul with the drive to excel in greatness through giving back to others so they can excel. Warriors, we welcome Gia Mack. Thank you, guys. It's an honor to be here, an honor to be here. I'm excited. Today's topic is self-love. We will share with the warriors the ingredients to self-love. 
Like, how do we learn to have self-love? Where does it come from? What it takes to have it? So I'll start first. So for me, um, my ingredients for self-love and what I've learned through learning how to love myself was self-compassion, self-confidence, self-esteem. And I'm going to just define what self-love is. So we'll start with that. Self-love to me is it's a state of appreciating. It's a state of loving who you are as you grow. And it gives you the actions of it has to be loving who you are mentally, physically, and spiritually. I believe like all three has to connect for you to have that strong foundation of self-love. It gives you that stable construction when it's all three. So I don't know if you want to talk about that. Define self-love. Self-love is, for me, being authentic with yourself. You know, you have to acknowledge yourself in complete transparency. It definitely is loving yourself, acknowledging yourself, acknowledging your feelings, you know, being truthful. Like you have to be truthful. In order for you to love yourself correctly, you have to be truthful. You have to know that every part of you is not perfect. And even in those imperfections, you are still amazing. You are still worthy. And the beautiful thing about being an individual is the ability to grow. And you have to also be open to growing and learning and listening, you know, listening to somebody else who has good intentions for you. That's important. And listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, with the confidence, confidence is a number one thing. You can't have self-love if you don't have confidence and know that don't compare yourself. Comparison is a dream killer. It's a life killer. It's a self-esteem killer. It's just a killer across every platform you can imagine. And we're individual. And that's what makes us so dope because we're individuals. And getting into your individuality is what, to me, self-love is. Be who you are. Be proudly who you are. And don't adjust because someone didn't like you. But I will say this, if you do have an attribute or a behavior that isn't per se so savory, it's worth it to look into it. It's not saying that you're a bad person. It's something that you need to look into and you need to improve. But don't change because someone's like, oh, I don't like the way you look. Okay, cool. I don't like the way you curse. That's cool too. <laughs> I don't like the way you dress. Um, Ma'am, sir, child, grandparent. Cool. That's your problem, not mine. And the thing is to not take on everybody else's issues and make them your own. Don't internalize things that are not for you. It's not your job. So I did a teen live and the topic was self-love. And I remember asking the group of um, girls that I had, was self-love something that you're born into or is that something that you develop? And I'm curious to know your answer on that. I would say it's something you develop. Only because um, the outside factors outside of us are relationships with parents and and siblings and everybody, really, you know, you kind of base the way you feel about yourself, the way other people feel about you. We want it to be just like, oh, yeah, I love myself and and it's great. But, you know, growing up, we don't have the same intellectual expertise. So you develop a lot of the feelings you feel about yourself based on the interactions that you have with others and as a child you know what an adult says is what an adult says you know that's what it goes you can't go against what they're saying so 
it definitely is, it's a learned thing where babies, all we think we know is love, you know? You're growing up, you're a toddler. Oh my God, you're so cute. I love you. I love you. I love you. Then you start talking back and it's just like, mm, maybe not, you know? But it's definitely learned. As you get older, it's when you have to unpack those things that you learned. And then you can really tap into self-love. What I realized that for me, self-love developed when I started to understand my characteristics as a person and who I was. Because in self-love, one of the ingredients is accepting your flaws. And that's where the self-compassion comes in. You have to be able to accept the good and the bad. And even when it's bad, still give that reassurance and that compassion that you would give to someone else in a bad time to yourself. And I think that was my first step to building self-love for myself. And that's a very, very powerful step. You know, I'll just use like the whole dating scene as an example. Sure. You know, like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so this, like you're perfect. And you know, I was like, skirt. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a flawed human being. I stand in my truth. I love who I am. You know, I'm not going to change for who you want me to be or anything like that. But I don't ever want anybody to have a misconception of me being the perfect person because I'm not. There are things that I have to work on. There are things that I'm just like, you got to handle that a little bit better. And I love my flaws because it makes me dimensional, multidimensional. You know, I'm just not flat. I'm not just like, oh yeah, I'm perfect. And that's it. No, because anybody that thinks they're perfect, they're more flawed than you can imagine. So one thing I noticed about you, and I love too, that you are a woman of many trades, like you are a life coach, you're a business consultant. So with all of that, how do you stay like in love with yourself and still balance being a businesswoman for so many and having to take, I don't know, criticism here and there and the things you do, like, how does that work? Well, for one, when I want to be alone and I don't want to be bothered, I'm heavy on that. You know, you won't see me, you won't hear from me. And it's just like, you're okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, making my home, you know, my sanctuary. So when I'm here, it's just like, that feels good. I do that. You know, I meditate. I sit in silence a lot. I'm not even sure why, but it just brings me a really good sense of peace. And honestly, helping other people because I'm so passionate about it it never really feels like work. It's really important for me to continue to, you know, influence people in a positive way and just let them know that anything that they're going through, you can get through. It's just a matter of having the right conversation with the right person. And once I do that, it's just like, all right, girl, you're on your path. You know, you know, you're doing the right thing because it's not just about me. It's really about how many lives I can touch in the process. So as I'm doing that, I'm really at peace. Like it really, really is peaceful for me. And I love that about you. When I was reading your bio, I was saying, oh my gosh, I found everything that I was reading relatable. It's like, that's the girl I want to be around because I love that. And, you know, I'm going to go back when you talked about teaching and pushing the girls to dig deep to find confidence that you already saw in them. I feel like that's so great of you because a lot of us, we have it, but it's deep down inside. For you to have that gift to pull it out, I think that's amazing. Can you talk about that in modeling and how you help girls find that? 
That I would say is probably like my favorite gift because initially I didn't realize it, but then as time started to go on, I'm like, oh no, I, this is something to look into. And with the fashion shows, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to be five eight, you got to be slim, you got to be this, you got to, you got to be able. No, I gave anybody a chance that was willing to do the work because. You might not have ever had a chance to be in a fashion show if it wasn't for, you know, this particular opportunity. And some people, they show improved. And I was like, okay, shut me up. I'm here. <laughs> but it was important for me to give them the opportunity, you know, because in in the regular world, th th that wouldn't be. So that's that was my thing. Like, you know what? I know you got it. It's just a matter of you tapping in. And then, you know, I get a lot of resistance. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm telling you. You have it because I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you the opportunity if I didn't see the potential. And even though all creatives, we want to have fantastic events, you know, nice shows, everything successful, blah, blah, blah. My biggest gift for me was always to have somebody come to me and say, you know, gee, thanks for believing in me because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have done this. That is the goal. That is the win. And of course, you know, I bust my butt to make sure that the show was fantastic, but that is bigger because to see somebody evolve from being in their shells to look at that confidence, you better go ahead. Now they're doing things that they would have never dreamt they were going to do. That is priceless. I can't even really articulate it well, but it just means a lot to me that they trusted me enough to ride their back for what we were doing and, and trust me enough to know that I knew that they could do it and that they wouldn't look crazy, you know, on the runway. Cause being on the runway, it's a different type of, that's a different type of life. Cause it's you by yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you mess up, everybody's going to know, you know, when you're dancing, it's like, oh, it's a group of us, but when you're by yourself, it's, it's just, it's completely different. So, you know, I gave, I still give anybody credit who takes on the role of, well, I'm, I could possibly be picked apart. Cause it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. And it takes a, a level of strength and courage that, a lot of people don't have. So kudos to all of you guys. But again, I just, I like to see the evolution and then to hear the stories like, oh, I, I went off and I did this. So I, I was in this movie. I did this campaign or, you know, I started a business. So I started designing clothes or whatever it was. And I'm just like, yo, I'm so glad I saw that because you <laughs> would have tapped out if I wouldn't have tapped in. Yes. Yes. And I think what it is because self-love is all about the values you have for yourself as a human being. You pour that, like everyone has it, but like I said, you really bring that out of them, which helps them develop self-esteem, which is another ingredient that you need for self-love. How did that start with you, like building self-esteem? Because you had to have it first in order to help everyone else get there. You know what's crazy? When I started doing the shows, I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. It was a new territory for me. I was into dance. So I just knew like, oh, I'm going to be a dancer, blah, blah, blah. Like fashion, I like stumbled into it. And then within that stumble, like I felt in love and it's just like, okay. So now you got to direct about 50 models, you know, 10 of them have at least two personalities. So you bump that up to 60 people. And then, you know, you're talking about designers and makeup artists, hairstyles. So it's like a whole group of people. And it's just like, Hmm. can I? And it's like, no, I got this. Because ever since I was a little girl, I was always trying to organize something, create something and, you know, get a group of people together to do something. So I guess doing the fashion shows, it kind of like tapped back into my childhood, not even realizing it. But initially it was scary because it's like, are they going to listen? <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to put the foot down and 
my models will tell you like she don't play but the thing about it is i created an energy where you knew what time it was we're gonna have fun we're gonna have fun we're gonna laugh we're gonna joke we're gonna grow we're gonna do all of that but this is also a business and we're not doing clicks we're not doing favorites. We're not doing any of that. Everybody's on the same playing field. And once I started running things like that, I stuck to it because I knew it worked. And, you know, there was always, you know, oh, she's mean or she's this. Oh, I could never. Oh, I could. That's why you're not doing the show because you probably wouldn't make it. It's okay, honey. But that's that's what it was. And I had to grow into that, though, because it was at first I was just like, oh, I'm shy. Mm, I don't know. But now it's just like. Yeah, I'm here. And if you're not going to listen, get out. Wow. So it's it's definitely growth. It, it's not something that just happened. Because I was like, even when I was modeling, I was like, this is scary, but it's fun. Like, I enjoyed myself. So that's why I came back to do it again. And again, it just evolved into something amazing. Like, you couldn't tell me 15 years ago that I'd have 49 children under my belt. There's no way that I was going to believe you if you would have told me that. I love that. And everything that you're saying, all I can hear is push past fair because fair could have kept you, you know, behind. And now 49 shows later, look at you doing it. You're a business woman. You're like, you're really doing it. So I salute you for that. That's so dope. One thing I want to talk about, right? I'm going to give you a scenario and I want you to use your life coaching skills to help this young lady because someone listening today might not know how or where to start to love themselves. So let's say we have a young girl and she is born into a house of toxicness. There's no love in her home. She finds a relationship where she receives love, but it's not love. It's toxic. Again, there is abuse in that relationship. And if we want to go back in her history, there's history of her being molested, sexually abused. And now she's struggling with leaving that and trying to find love within herself. Where does she start? Who? Um... Well, for one, hopefully that there's somebody somewhere, whether it's a friend, a teacher, um, a family member, there's got to be one person or everybody has one person that they can talk to. And immediately, you know, information needs to be shared. A lot of us have gone through things because I've gone through, you know, similar things and you keep it, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it, you keep it. You have to talk about it. If you do not talk about it, you will eat yourself alive. And then you will never be able to see past what's sitting in front of you. So the first thing is definitely talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. And if they're not a professional, that is the next step. You know, whether it's a life coach, a mentor, a psychologist, any of those things. You have to acknowledge that you're going to need help in that particular way. Now, if she's working and she she can get out, get out and run as fast as you can. If you have a family member you can run to after you've explained, you know, everything it is, run. You know, even a friend, run. Because toxicity, when you're in it, it seeps into you. And I don't just mean like, you know, it's on my skin and I'll get over. Yeah. No you won't even realize that you're a toxic person because this is your normal. So you don't even know that this isn't correct. 
And um, she's got to start, I would say definitely start journaling, writing things out because you have to acknowledge your feelings. I don't want her to think that what she's feeling is incorrect. I don't want her to think that what she's feeling is um, not, what is the word? Not viable. Like everything that you're feeling, this is real. And you have to acknowledge it. A lot of us, including myself, you know, oh, I'm feeling this, but I'm good. I'm going to walk the other way. I'm going to ignore it. Ignoring it does nothing but exacerbates the situation. When we do this, we do ourselves a disservice. So she's got to run. She has to talk to somebody because she can't do it by herself. She can't. There's no way in the world. Like, you know, all of us, we got our chest poked out. Say with your chest. I got this. That's cool. And I'm cool with that. But a situation like this, you don't. And this is why you. And I'm just, I have a question right there. What if everyone you're going to is toxic? Because like you said, when you're toxic, like you don't even know that you're around it. So maybe my friends are the same as the people in my household, because that's who I attract because that's me. So when you want to get out of it, it's really hard for you to find someone without that same mind frame that you're used to. Then you have to step out of your comfort zone to somebody that you wouldn't normally talk to. That's why I said, even if it's a professional counselor, mentor, somebody that's not in your family, somebody that's not in your circle, somebody that's not in your set, but somebody that, you know, we all have one person that we've spoken to and it's just like, oh my God, you really helped me. Like, I feel so much better when I talk to you. Don't know why I can't pinpoint it, but there's something about talking to you that makes me feel better. And it's not a family member usually, and it's not a friend. It's a teacher, a guidance counselor, something, someone just, you know, we meet people on social media every day, you know? And it's just like, I've had people come to me, no lie. They're like, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but can I talk to you? And I'm just like, sure, (laughs) complete. And then all of a sudden it'll evolve into a relationship. And then I'll start like, like I start life coaching them immediately from the, from the jump of the conversation. Sometimes you got to do that. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get out of everything that you're in, in order for you to get to the next level. And usually the next level is uncomfortable. I was just about to say that. Speaking of the comfort zone, because for me, when I have my negative traits or my negative ways or just things that I don't want to deal with because I'm so comfortable with, I know it's wrong and I allow it to be. And I know that, you know, this person is my friend, but I take it on, take it on. I think I have friends. And when you say everyone has someone, I have like friends that were my coworkers, big up Yaz and stuff. Like they would sit me down and tell me that's not your friend. Okay. No, you need to move from that person. And it would hurt me so bad. Like it takes time for me to really accept what they're saying. I'll drive all the way home from work with an attitude because I know that they're speaking truth to me, but it made me uncomfortable. So I love how you point that out. Yeah, usually, you know, your your next level of greatness usually comes from a place of discomfort. I feel you on that. You know, like, I had to be that person having that conversation. And it'd be like, all right, well, you're not going to like me right now. But eventually, you'll understand whatever I'm telling you is for your benefit. You know, nobody wants to feel like, oh, I've been friends with this person for 20 years. There's no way. Newsflash. You can meet somebody tomorrow that'll have better intentions for you than the person that you've known for 20 years. Oh, yes. The thing about it is, is just to be conscious and aware. A lot of people live in, uh, we'll just say a bubble for argument's sake, mm-hmm. that, oh, no, this person could never. Huh. 
Any person could. Any person could. And, you know, with the with the business consulting, one of the things I always tell my clients is don't expect your closest people to support you. You're going to be highly disappointed if you go in there with that mindset because they're going to be the first ones like, why are you doing this? I don't get it. You know, your vision is not their vision. So they're not going to see it. And they may not see that you're capable, but if you feel that you're capable, you better go ahead, hit the ground running and don't look back. And whoever supports you, supports you. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But don't go into a situation looking for, you know, your close ones to be those people because they're like, well, we've been at the same level this whole time. And now all of a sudden you want to level up. Like, I don't understand it. And I'm not doing anything to level up. Nah, I'm not here for it. You know, and as sad as that is, it's the reality of a lot of situations. And when people find out that nasty truth, when they weren't prepared for it, it's devastating. So I always let them know, like, Mm-mm, this is a, this is a good piece of advice that I want you to keep in your back pocket. Because when I started my shows, I wasn't getting support from my family. Or my boyfriend at the time. They told me to stop. They told me to quit. Wow. They were, oh, you're wasting your time. Nothing's going to come of this. Because it was stressful. You know, shows are stressful. It is what it is. But anything you're passionate about usually brings some type of stress, especially if you're putting on a production. And I'm just like, why would you say that? And they're like, you're always upset, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, bro, it's a lot of work. And you're dealing with a lot of people. I'm going to be stressed out about it. Let me rant and let me get over it. But don't discourage me from doing what I'm doing. And here I am all these years later. And it's just like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of me for not listening to you. How about that? I love it. And now we're closing because I think you really gave us so much good information. And like now I know where to start. And now I can help dig in and help someone else find their confidence through self-love and self-compassion. Um what is your main ingredients that you would give in words to someone who wants to start today with loving themselves? I'm going to start with an exercise first because okay. I find that what helped me. When you're on this journey, there's this one thing that I suggest everybody to do. Male, female, old, young, doesn't matter. You write a letter to yourself. You forgive yourself for the things that you've done to yourself. Mm-hmm. You forgive yourself for the things that um, you've done to others. Mm-hmm. And then you write a letter forgiving the people who have done things to you. Mm-hmm. So it could be a two page letter. It can be a 30 page letter, but you write a letter under all of those three categories. You stay with it together and then you burn it. After you burn it, these things are not what you're going to go back on because once something is burned, it's gone. Okay. So you take the time to dig in. And this is a very transparent, it's an ugly exercise. But when it's finished, let me tell you something. The weight is lifted off of your shoulder. So once you clear the way, you can then now make room for new things. So you can start building on your self-love. And you can start acknowledging, I love this about myself. I love this about myself. I love that about myself. And you can also acknowledge the things that you don't necessarily like. So if you don't like the fact that you have a temper, work on that, actively work on that. If you don't like the fact that you have no patience, actively work on that. You have to actively work on the things that you don't particularly like about yourself so that you can become a better version of yourself. Read, listen to podcasts, go to master classes, 
meditate, mm -hmm. do things that are going to be conducive to your higher self. And once you start doing that, you're going to realize that you start feeling better emotionally, you start feeling better physically, and then you can start tapping in more and radiating that you love yourself. It's work. You know, you got to do the work. And I agree. I'm a living testimony of doing the work because I definitely had a lot of toxic traits in me from being around toxic people. And I decided to just take each root and replace it with something else, something better, something good. But it was ugly. It was dark. It was scary. And I had to sit with myself to understand that. So, yes, that's the best advice, Gia. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we're all capable of doing it. It's just a matter of having that transparent conversation with yourself. Am I going to do this? If I am going to do this, then I got to do the ugly work. I have to, because you can't be of filth and grit and grime and just think that you're going to be like rainbows and sunshines and candy. If you don't clean yourself, you have to cleanse what's hindering you. You got to get rid of it. You know, my favorite line is, I am a victor of my circumstance, never a victim. And you have to get out of that victim mindset in order to not just get through a situation, but excel through it. But that is a decision that you have to make. You have to acknowledge it. Most people don't want to acknowledge that I have to do this. Once you acknowledge it, everything will look different for you. Everything will change for you. And then you'll be better for it. Yeah. And you got to understand, everybody's not going to understand your journey but that it's not for them, it's for you. And whoever's supposed to be there will be there at the end of it. And whoever's not, that's fine too. So worries, you heard it from Miss Gia. Self-love comes with self-work and it starts with you. It starts with self-compassion, self-esteem, self-confidence. It starts with what you need to get rid of, replacing it with greatness. It's inside of you. So dig it up, start your digging. I hope this episode taught you guys a lot. I've learned a lot. Thank you so much, Gia, for being my guest co-host. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Gia, share with the Warriors where they can find you. On Instagram, I'm at infinite7llc. That's life coaching and business consulting. My new venture, at Be A Badass Society, but ass and society only has two S's, not three. You can also find me at On The Run Eats and Why. That's my little food things I'm cooking and stuff. And at Blue Carpet Experience, if you want to see the things that we've done in the past to give back and just give a platform for people to be creative and safe. Well, check her out, Warriors. Sisters support sisters. We are on the move for better, greater, with all the tools needed to do the work inside and out. Episode 9 completes our 31-day Winter Survive and Thrive Personal Growth Challenge. Thank you for listening and continue listening for more episodes of Women of Reflection podcast, where all women are unified as warriors.